0: Welcome to Opalisha podcast. Where we have an open and honest conversation from A to Z as it pertains to the LGBTQ community and beyond. I'm your host, Rodney, and you can follow me on IG at
1: I am Rodney Wash. I'm your host, Marco de Prince, and you can follow me on IG at Marco de Prince.
2: I'm Shazam. You can follow me at Kiddin underscore Kiddin underscore.
3: And I am your host, Solomon. You can follow me at uh, Solomon E on IG. Nobody knows their name. We
0: get to the
1: guests. After. Shortly. Shortly. After these commercials.
0: But you guys, <laughs> openers, we have made it to the momentum. five zero fifty 50 episodes. Woo! Uh, but it's season two, episode 19. <laughs> but like, I am just really, really um, thankful. I really want to take this moment out to thank all my co-hosts on the panel. I'm going to start with my left, Solomon Mike Kelly. Um, I just love... What's
1: Kelly?
2: No. Who's Beyonce? Yeah. I know it ain't you. <laughs> bitch, me. <laughs> it ain't no questions. Girl, you're Matthew. You're the manager,
0: girl. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get to you, LaToya.
2: <laughs> girl, I would grab my own luggage
0: and get the fuck. <laughs> get the fuck out. No, but, like, honestly, like, Solomon, I just... You are, like, my rock. You keep Uh-oh. me calm when I want to go over the ledge, you know? So... I just want to say just thank you for keeping the journey with me. I know it's not easy (laughs) doing (laughs) this, but you know it takes a team and you to put the T in team. T -T e a m t e a m
2: I don't Look, think I'm, right.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm drinking Come on now
2: try, try to give her Testimony girl <laughs>
3: tea,
0: tea. You Marco uh, I'm gonna
3: let I'm gonna just let Rodney have it for, for tonight
0: Marco I just love you So much You are you just bring like uh, Calmness to the podcast When we get Rodney You just like the The eye in the storm You just Just stay Just stay here <laughs> this, is, this is
3: starting to sound like The end of DC3
0: you Remember what <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and here's your luggage. <laughs> and oh, uh, good old Shazam <laughs> Hey girl. <laughs> How you
2: doing? <laughs>
0: you know, he's forever Michelle. <laughs> but I like Michelle, like he it's like it's a balance. You know what I mean? Like you just need that balance and I feel like we all like really connect with each other and I appreciate that. We don't really have any issues and that's a blessing. And I feel like if we ever do we have an issue we able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And this thank you all, and the openers thank you all too, because y'all are two new people, but y'all have added so much to this platform. And me and Solomon both just thank you for this, being who you are.
2: I would like to add that Michelle closes out the melody. She makes sure the harmonies are well. And She, does. she, does. she does. Thank you, Rodney. She's I would like, like to take my family, family for picking me. <laughs> my <laughs> openers who I love. <laughs> <laughs> I thank you. <laughs> I love you, Atlanta. <laughs>
0: But enough for the sentimental shit. <laughs> we about to get into the collection, baby! So and happy. now, <laughs> we have a plate! Hallelujah, in the sanctuary. So, what this is, you guys, this is our collection plate where you can donate and help support and pay, all, pay for all this good production. You know, we gotta pay for our good old clothes and things. This shit ain't cheap. It's, this is 50 episodes We want $50 for each opener Come on Bless Thank us you. And how you can do that In every really like description <laughs> I know right In I every it, come description
4: Come put it in my hand. Come put it in my hand 50 Let me
0: show Hold on Before While why, why we are giving You can um just pass it down baby. <laughs> Thank you We take. See we take everything Jingle jangle <laughs> Pass it down I'm Pass it down either. Pass it down.
2: Lord, yes.
0: Now watch the people still. Put it right there. Mm.
2: <laughs> well, a man <laughs> rob <robbed>
0: God? <laughs> <laughs> but how you can give openers, you can click the link in every podcast or scripture platform lists us on. You can click that link and donate and also go to our website and click the donate button. Now, Solomon will tell us how you can support for free, because free helps, too.
3: <laughs> so to further support us, we absolutely appreciate your DMs. We you do. On IG, we appreciate when you guys text us if you know us. Um, but we would also appreciate it if you like, comment, and subscribe on our YouTube channel. Holy Trinity. And <laughs> <laughs> and when you make your comments, give us some content. Like we really want to know what you guys think. And um, uh oh. <laughs> So I'm going to use this opportunity. So you know, just like Rodney was saying a little while ago, you know, the work that we do is not easy, and sometimes you know the comments can be a little, mm, they can be a little. You know how many times we've been told we going to hell? Child. Yeah. Yeah, I get those. Well, I'm yeah, we get, the get the those. The first class flight. Said if. <laughs> <laughs> but we even appreciate those comments because we love to hear how you all think. We love to know what you think of us, and we love to
2: know that you're watching. There you go. Even though we be trying to figure out how you found your straight ass on our gay ass podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Take your tips on how to clean out.
2: <laughs> okay, get your primary care provider, swab that booty hole. Uh-uh.
0: <laughs> but also, don't forget to give us five stars on Apple because we are five star bitches.
1: And also, sitting next to me, I have our special guest of the evening, Jade the Gentleman from Dear Black Gay Man Podcast. Welcome, welcome, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. So yeah. Tell our openers about you, your podcast, how did it start? Well, I am an opener. I'm very proud of that. Oh, well, thank about you
4: that. Hallelujah. I do be listening to y'all <laughs> and the shenanigans that ensue. So it's very <laughs> exciting to be here. Thank y'all for having me. Uh I am Jay the Gen- that's J A I, the gentleman, <laughs> on I G. Um, and I host Dear Black Gay Men podcast. It's we started a year ago. Uh, a little over a year ago when i got stood up for a date and i sat down in front of a mic and said if i'm getting stood up for a date other people are getting stood up for a date so let's talk about what that means and our feelings and since then we have uh grown and expanded and the podcast is growing i'm very very excited about it you can follow us at dear black gay man i don't know where i'm supposed to look because i don't want to look at the tv
2: there's cameras everywhere. One I'm them to catch you. <laughs>
4: okay. okay. That's why we
2: need donations. <laughs> all right.
4: So, yeah, you can follow at Dear Black Gay Men on all social media. And um, I'm really excited we'll be in Washington, D.C. for our live show on September 8th. So it's very, very Yay. exciting. Uh, so, so, yeah, that. Dear Black Gay Men, it's happening. It's a thing.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
4: <laughs> well, let's start it. <laughs> <laughs> So, good the girls.
0: <laughs> um, one thing I do appreciate is a good old banter back and forth. Um, as I said earlier, if I have something, I'm going to say this now. It's only a couple of gay podcasters out there that really have a reach. And we're not always going to agree with one another. And that's perfectly okay. Yes, we can be catty and go back and forth. We could do that Erica and Johnson say, girl, you know what we can do. But it's very seldom when we come together and just have an open honest conversation and be candid and real. So Mr. J <laughs> did not agree with my um how I would raise a child that was transgender. And I listened to his podcast. I was like, child, is he gonna try to read me for filth? Or right, is he just gonna like I didn't know I didn't know I didn't know what I was gonna be? I was like, girl, let me get ready to go off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then when I listened to it, It's good to hear things from a different perspective, right? Not saying I agree with everything that he said, but it's good just to have a conversation. So that's why he's here today and actually has a dope podcast. Like is my when I listen to podcasts, like I'm talking to my best friend. Like it's just really intimate. It's like that late night talk show feel. Mm and some of the men be fine on that child mm. and do I'm
4: like, you mean me like I be fine right
0: yes and your okay. guess.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know so don't wait know. for the openers that's that not how didn't that works <laughs> but that's not how that works
2: <laughs> so for the openers that didn't see the episode where there was an episode where we discussed Neo's comments and Neo made comments about if his child decided they wanted to be transgender what he would do blase 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 so that's what sparked the discussion and Rodney's being very candid about it Rodney sounds clip was paid like 14 times in the podcast and it was funny as hell <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into it
0: let's get into it so what so let's see how I want to um, start this conversation so what did you like about what I said about the transgender of raising a child
4: first the, the baseline is I like that you talked about it because Neo is fucked up Oop, point blank period mm-hmm. for me he is like I re- I remember the years when Neo was like one of the closet queens, and we was trying to figure out if he wasn't one of the girls, and apparently he's not, although he could still be. Who knows? Um, but I think that the 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 reason why I differed is because. I knew I was gay. I didn't have the language "gay," but I knew I was gay. Like mm-hmm. the, the first grade, with a boy that I saw, I knew I the way I felt about this boy was not the way I felt about other people, right? And and the idea that I, if I can tell for myself when I'm five, six years old that I'm a man, I'm a boy, I like him, he's a boy. If I have that a level of awareness around gender expression, then my my curiosity was, well, why why what is so special about 13 to where we now hear and acknowledge and affirm the, the expression or even questioning their gender expression? Like, why that age?
0: So this is why. Because I, too, like the boys <laughs> at a young age, however come when my mom didn't play... You have no boyfriend, no girlfriend coming over my house, she ain't kissing nobody. You do things at a, at a certain age. Like, you can like it. You can say how you feel, what you feel, but you're not going to act on it until I feel like you're age-appropriate. And that's why I was coming from being a transgender child. I would love my baby now. Couldn't nobody come talk about my child. If my child was in the house, had on nails. Bitch, that's my child. <laughs> that's my child. At the end of the day. But to me... Children change their minds all the time. And, yes, we can talk about how we felt as being a child, a like another person. But I really thought I was everything growing up. My mind was so impressionable. Everything I saw, I said, ooh, I'm this. I feel this. I feel that. Like, hell, I was making damn mud pies and trying to eat mud outside. because so I saw somebody do it on TV. I said, I'm going to make a cake. You know, like, that's how, not saying kids are that naive, but they are very naive. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you grow up, I don't want my child to be like, oh, daddy, you know, I felt like this, but now I'm changing. However, we will go to therapy, right? We will go to therapy. I want to make sure my child understands. That's, that is not just like, I'm gay, I like boys, right? You can go back and say you can be straight later. But when you alter your body... And when you change things, that's hard to reverse, right? If my if my son said, oh, I feel like I'm a woman, and we go to the operation table at 15 or 16, whatever they feel like, and we start, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it all the way. You're going to be a bad bitch.
4: Like, we ain't going to have no ma- masculine features on you. You're going to be that girl, okay? And, but, even, but even that, Rodney, is, is dictating how that how another human being expresses. It's still a child. But first, like do you expect a, a five year old little boy or girl to come to you and say, I feel different, and then they go under the knife that day?
0: No, I didn't say that. That's why I said at fifteen or sixteen.
4: So once they But affirming done, their gender doesn't mean they get some type of surgery.
0: Well, if they wanted to do that, let me to put that out there. they don't have to, if they wanted to, I wanna make sure that we have street therapy sessions one on ones with them and you understand what you are doing because once you do that you cannot go back
3: but I think there's a difference between gender expression Mm -hmm. and um, sex changing Mm -hmm. and so like when we're the conversation that you guys are having is you're like blending definitions and so Mm -hmm. there's like a difference between transgendered and transsexual and so
0: that's true well, speaking from t- okay,
3: trans- so, for, for, so from the transgender perspective, if a child were to come to you and say, and this is just for everybody in the room, this isn't me asking just Rodney, um, but if a, your child were to come to you and say, "Dad, Daddy," depending on how you know how you're labeled in your household, you know, um, "Daddy, I feel," and this is your son, right? I feel um, like I believe that I'm a a girl. Mm-hmm. How do you handle that?
0: If you're six or seven, it's gonna be acknowledged. We wanna acknowledge how you feel. because again, I wanna make sure that my child can talk to me about anything. Cause I know how it feels when you can't talk about certain things with your parents. And I don't want my child to feel that way. However, we're not gonna act on anything of that nature. You know, if you wanna wear things around the house, fine. And when you go outside, you're going to be your born gender so you get to a certain age.
2: Do you think that that is going to perpetuate them to not be proud of who they are? You're like saying, okay, if your son decides he wants to be, he's saying, dad, I'm a girl. Like, I'm that bitch. I'm that girl, Beyonce. Okay? That's what your kid's saying <laughs> Walk around the house. Now, you're letting him wear skirts and nails in the house, but then when he goes outside, you make him dress like a boy. Right. You don't think that?
4: Because that reminds me of when I said, when I said I like this boy and my mama said, don't do that shit outside. That's the same thing, and I had so much shame about who I am and how I express because ultimately, with the message the child is receiving, the message I received is whatever you say you are is not okay. It's not okay. Mm -hmm. It causes trauma.
1: Right.
0: I'm not gonna say it's not okay, but your but your actions
1: are your But let me say this:
0: hopefully, my child will know how much I love them and care for them. And that I would do anything for them, literally. But some things we just not gonna do.
2: I think most parents feel that exact same way. But if you tell a child in the house you can play with Barbie dolls, but when you go outside, you better only play with cars. That's when it's gonna start being become confusing, and there's trauma there. That's when they're like, okay, my parent.
4: But what but, at what point does a child become a- a human being though that's that was that was my you only issue when you're born? but if the, if they are a whole human being and they are saying, "I feel this, I want this, I desire this, I express as this, and you parent are saying you can do you can be you." in these isolated incidences, in the house when it's just private or whatever, then what you are teaching them is who you are is not good enough to go outside.
1: I'm well, not going to ho- say man, that. Hold on, hold on, hold what, on. What hold you on. About to say, Marco? I want to ask you a question, Rodney. So why can they do certain things inside versus outside?
0: Because so. when I was a child, whether you were straight or gay, you didn't have no boyfriends or girlfriends at seven, and you could have liked the same opposite, whatever it was. You had certain rules you had to go by. You are not old enough to make certain decisions for yourself. You're not old enough to experience certain things.
1: So, if your son wanted to play with Barbies outside, that's not okay.
0: If I, bre- I don't care about that. That wouldn't bother me. You Or a weird
1: dress care. like dad, hey, today I want to wear, I, no, I want to feel that like a in princess. The
0: first grade. No, we're not. We're not. We're not. And if that makes me a bad parent and I want to wait until my child's a certain age to do that, then I'll take that role. That's fine with me.
3: So, th- so I, I, I want to be clear, like, I, this isn't about bad parenting. Yeah. And so for me, it's about what does it mean? And so um, I watched a podcast, I listened to all the commentary, and um, before season one, I had only known Rodney from just passing him by. But from watching the evolution of Rodney, from season one to now, like I have a better understanding of who he is, and I, and I hope that our, our openers have a better understanding of who he is and what his values are. And so Rodney, and you know one of the comments that I saw on the on your podcast, you know someone made the comment about this is why people talk about credit scores and this that, and the other. but that's you know, we talk about credit scores because that that equates to safety, that equates to stability. I agree with that. And so um, knowing Rodney as I have come to know Rodney, a lot of things come to safety and a lot of things come to stability. And I have seen Rodney react certain ways when it comes to family. And so, I don't know if Rodney has the vocabulary for it, and so I'm not gonna speak for you. Um, But I can say from observation, like, Rodney cares and Rodney protects. And so, if Rodney, so for me, This is me now asking you, Rodney. Mm -hmm. Like when you, when you think about your kid, did we say first grade, preschool, whatever? Yeah. You know, first grade, preschool. Your son wearing a dress to school. What do you think?
0: For one, I would kill a bitch over my child. You already know. I think everybody (laughs) know that if my Mm -hmm. child come home and say anything, that is absolutely (laughs) clear. So. For me, I think it's more of protection. And I can agree with that much because I might be okay with it. But I don't want my child going out there at seven being bullied and talked about and picked on for who they want to be. Now, like I said earlier, my child would know that daddy would support anything that you want to do. But we're going to wait to a certain age to do certain
4: things. Can I offer something? Yeah. So I was bullied as a kid because I was a little boy that had a high-pitched voice and ran funny. And the reason why I was bullied. How'd you run? Like a girl. Oh. <laughs> but like I used to hold my titties when I ran. Even though I was like first grade and had no titties, but I would run like, it was a thing. But, but I will say that I was bullied because when I came home, my mother and my father and my family structure taught me that who I am. What they knew me to be, because they had language that said gay. I ain't have language that said gay. I just knew I was different. Mm -hmm. But what they taught me was that I'm not good enough. And that made me susceptible to bullying. And what I know and what I try to instill in my niece and what I try to instill in other children in my life is that who you are, regardless of we in the house or out of the house, is enough. Now you might not fully understand who you are and my job as the adult is to help you give language to whatever it is you're experiencing whether it's a sexual difference or a gender difference I want to understand what you think this means but I'm not the 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 only reason I had a, a such issue with your perspective is it felt like you wanted to silence what they're experiencing until this landmark happens. Mm-hmm. And 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 who knows if that landmark even means something for that child. Who knows if they're one thing at 11 and another thing at 13, or if they're who they are at 4 is the same as who they'll be at 40. We just don't know. And I don't believe that any child is... I don't believe any person we can apply any any standard to one person as we do to another. Just like I can't say what I would do to my children in that instance. What I hope I would say is I want my children to be loved. I want them to be affirmed. I want them to be heard and respected. And I want them to know inside the house or outside the house that daddy, dad, Jay, whatever they call me, is on their team before anything else. I don't give a damn what anybody else says about them. I'm on your team. You know what I,
3: I really appreciated from your conversation was that um, you said, I don't have the capacity to speak to this because I'm not a parent. You know, I'm not, I don't have the capacity to speak to this because I'm not transgendered. And, for any youth that is out there without the vocabulary, like they don't necessarily have the capacity to speak to it because they don't really know, right? We, they don't have the social cues. They just, they know from their internal knowing, but they don't have like all the social stuff that right. society brings. Um, and on the flip side, like nobody, and these are for the first time parents, Like, first-time parents don't really know. Like, they don't have the capacity. And even parents who have done it over and over again, they don't really have the capacity to parent a child who is gay or transgender because they don't have the experience. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that... um, I mean, the world is changing. The world is evolving. And so there's so much information out there. And still, like, this... I can only speak for myself, and I, I know... We had this conversation not too long ago. You know, I had this conversation with my mother, and we had this very open and candid conversation about her parenting. And she apologized. She was like, if I had ever said anything that hurt you or made you go inward, like, I'm sorry. And she was like...
4: She didn't know no better.
3: She didn't. And, And so the only thing that I could do was look over my history in the middle of that conversation, look over my history and still acknowledge how much she loved me and protected me. And she gave advice based off of her worldview. Mm -hmm. Right. And her worldview, although it was narrow based off of her experiences, still guided me in a way that protected me. Like I'm alive. I'm I do I know. 41. I'm 41 and I'm alive. And there have been so many, we've had so many conversations about so many people who are not here today. Mm-hmm. Like people who haven't made it into their 30s, people who haven't made it into their 20s. Mm-hmm. And because yeah. of my mother's guidance and wisdom, however she packaged it, it allowed me to be here today. And so, um, and.
4: That changed me. I got that. Mm. I heard that in a big way.
3: I'm. I'm glad. Thank you, Um, and I can also acknowledge that, you know, along the way I had to make the the decision not to listen to some of the advice because, and I and I had this conversation with her too because, you know, my mother is the type of person she was she would say work a job for. 30 years 40 years get a retirement and then be okay Okay, and then i was like "Ah, that doesn't fit with my spirit and then so one day i I was sitting at my job and i was just over it and i called her or actually she called me and i was she was like hey how's it how's it going i was like "Mm." she was like well what's going on i was like well i just applied for a job at a gym and she got silent and i was waiting for it and i was like she's about to tell me the speech and then she was like you know what things typically work out for you. I'm going to pray that it does. Mm. And in that moment, it was like she sees me. Mm. And it didn't have to be about sexuality, it didn't have to be about anything, but it was just her acknowledging that I am on my own journey, right? And so That's big. There are like yes, I understand that we have these children who we pour into, they have their experiences and I feel like I'm talking forever, but we also there's this flip side where you have this parent who hasn't done it before. And even if they have done it before, they did it with you. They didn't, exactly.
4: That's what I got. Yeah. That's what I got. That helped me understand you a little That helped me understand I you a little bit better. Well, thank you. Think of him yeah. as an old
2: Southern Baptist church auntie, in your understanding. From Mississippi. So. From Mississippi, <laughs> yeah. <Sometimes> grandma.
0: <laughs> well.
2: Who can throw down in the kitchen.
0: <laughs> we well, hope Oprah said. You can cook. Oh yes, I
1: can. Oh, you throw down. <laughs> yes, I can. You didn't know. That? Big mama, no, your arm.
2: Well,
0: <laughs> 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 <That laughs> <idea. clears throat> I open his um <clears throat> Wanna Get say that? Up. We wanna uh, welcome you to that conversation and comments. But um, that's how you handle conversation,
2: mm-hmm. people. Yes, yes, yes. You don't have to
0: be nasty and mean and go below the belt. This is why we have community, right? To so have conversation to help change perfect perspective, change our mindset, and evolve and grow together. But now let's get to the topics, okay? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Well, get before, to it.
3: before we get into the topics,
2: Marco, Shazam, did y'all have anything to add? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I told y'all I'm observer oh. today. I very much so was excited to hear this conversation. As Rodney mentioned, and I always say, um, although we like throw our shade, we do our little kikis, it's always great that we have discussions that are important and discussions that people consider taboo. That was like just being open and honest mm. in true fashion. That's one of the main reasons I want to be an open, uh, open relationship podcast, because we talk about things that everybody else don't want to talk about. People don't want to talk about transgender. Mm. People don't want to talk about people talk about sex, but they don't want to talk about sexual health. They don't want to mm. talk about the taboos, the kinks and things like that. But we are not afraid to touch those things. So tap in. Snap,
1: snap. I just want to say I love the conversation and the understanding of it. Um. I've also been on both sides of it. As talked about on the podcast, when I first came home with my boyfriend, my mom was like, don't bring that gay shit around me. So keep it on like, I'm always, if I do decide to have kids, I'm always gonna support them, whether they're five or fucking 30, like whatever they decide to do. So
2: before we go though I will say putting Rodney's voice in your podcast and redoing <laughs> it over and over <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was in my house
4: crying I would say
2: if my child was 13 I'm like damn that's time number two he's tearing his ass up.
3: <laughs> but you know at the same time I was like not, not somebody over here messing up my uh, my co-host. I was like, hmm.
0: <laughs> so I, I,
2: like, I, like, <laughs> I, I love Rodney but into- that was funny, baby. Oh, <laughs> man, was we're going to get into neither. it.
3: But then at the same time, I was like, you know what? This is why we do this, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we all have different perspectives. And there are people out there who have, who have different perspectives. And I'm so glad you are here today to share yours, And I also think that, like, riding's perspective is important, like, that voice out there exists, Mm -hmm. and you asking the question, all of us asking the question, like, why or how, like, I think that's important, because there was a time where, you know, I heard something that I didn't like, and I shut down. And now, through this experience, we get to teach people, like, no, you, you need to ask the questions.
4: A lot of us, lot of us have that experience, mm-hmm. hearing something we don't like and shutting down. Shout out to Rodney, because Rodney slid in the, the comments when I posted that and invited me to the show. That was probably one of the first times that I was like, oh... I really like I saw open relationship podcast in the comments and I said here they go they about to read. And then I'm also thinking it's four of them, it's one of me. What am I supposed to do? About to get ambushed, Sam got this big ass body, Marco is Trey with this voice. Rodney got all kind of Rodney got all kind of crazy opinions. And then you gonna rip me to shreds in a very professional way. So I'm like, what what angle is this comment coming from? And then but also when Rodney he he signed the comment, Rodney, so I was like, I knew who it was but when you invited me i was like oh i guess we can have a conversation mm-hmm. sure of course i'll be there on time and i he love was it he sent me six time. emails that said <laughs> 8:45. i said i'm gonna be there on time i'm gonna respect y'all time i ain't gonna be the one that's late so i'm here for it i'm very excited to be here Get to the mess. Yes, let's, let's get to the, the mess. mess. Let's get to the mess. You're not just with the mess, are you?
2: It's fifty years. I'm fifty uh, years, child. <laughs> fifty years. Give us fifty dollars. I get fifty years. Child. Yes, yes, yes. It's so fifty episodes.
0: I have one question: How do you feel about living with your partner before you're married? That's what I'm going to assume.
1: I'm all for it. <laughs> I love living with my partners. Um Yeah.
2: A wise philosopher Deborah Cox once said, Absolutely not. Why though? I don't want to. I don't believe in giving somebody husband benefits until you're my husband. You're my boyfriend until you're my fiance and then you become my husband. Giving you husband benefits and you're a boyfriend? Mm mm. I don't like it.
0: So not for me. My question is do you pick and choose which one you with your boyfriend versus your husband? No. Do you have sex with your boyfriends? Yeah. Is that not considered like a husband duty in a traditional way? If you get what I'm
2: saying. Nothing about what I do or we do is traditional. Yep.
1: Ooh.
4: Okay. So then, how do you could stay so committed to no living, no cohabitation before you marry? Then I've never
2: wanted to live with a partner.
4: Oh, so but, but when I get married, me.
2: yes, but like. When I'm
4: dating and you're my boyfriend, So it's no. not the husband piece, it's you. You don't want to live with nobody.
2: No, it's not. I want to live with my husband. Me and my husband are going to live in, we could, not going to be separate houses. It's going to be, we're going to be right on top of each other. Like, I want to do that, but not until we're married. On top, you say? Well, depends on how I'm feeling that night. <laughs> <laughs> do I have on my courtroom Bob or my bus down Nicki Minaj? <laughs> Get
0: away from me, I'm getting hot.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: so how do you feel?
4: uh after my last relationship i probably won't be living with anybody anytime soon elaborate Mm. (laughs) um so my last relationship was although we moved into a different unit because it was apartment it was in his building it it felt like it was his house Mm. and and i never felt at home there and i have Mm. such a home feeling when i'm at my house that I don't, I can't compromise that for anybody.
2: So would you let somebody move in with you? Hell no. Oh, shit.
4: New, new, no, no. no, no. It, going in my cabinets and in my refrigerator? Hell no. <laughs> so
2: do you want not- to live with your husband?
4: I want to, if I were to cohabitate with someone I was together with, it would have to be a, we are going 50-50 on this totally separate space. It can't feel like my home or yours. It has to be Mm. ours. And if we were to separate... The expectation would be we are both leaving this space because it's our house.
2: And going back to your own places. Going back to wherever wherever we go.
4: And I don't give a damn at that point because we ain't together. But I can't ever feel like I'm not at home at home. And for me specifically, I never felt at home up until, you know, I turned 37. Mm -hmm. And so... Having a home feeling is so important to me, Mm. and I I could never have that if it was your house or my house or your apartment or mine. It it has to all I have to always feel at home
2: when I'm home. I've always said that too. I'm like, if I get married and say me and my husband both have a mansion, we got to buy a new mansion. The other mansions that we both got mine, his. They we not. I'm not moving.
4: Because who else has been in there? I don't.
2: that's too bad No, because who else didn't live? Has somebody else lived in this house? Has somebody else tip 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 across these hardwood floors? <laughs> that's why like, actually you had sex with me.
0: That's like how many sex parts you had before me, bitch. No, it's a new No, study? that's
2: different. Moving into your house and you didn't <laughs> have twelve other boyfriends in this house or like, I, mean, I don't you, like, I, I, I I don't like that. that. I don't uh-uh. like that, Rodney. Yeah,
1: yeah I'm gonna say
3: if I if I were to I would I would live with my partner.
2: Yeah. I would too.
3: I did it, of course, premarital. Um, And I enjoyed it. I like how we navigated the space together, but, and at the same time, like I agree with Jay, like the, um, I have to have that home feeling Um, because if I don't, then I get disorganized. Like I start moving things around and it's either weekly or monthly and I'm trying to create the space to be home. Um, so I would move in, I would want us to move into a space together as opposed to one of us moving into the other space.
4: Do you want to get married? Absolutely. Okay.
0: Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Hell, yes. Wait a minute. I thought
4: you watched the show. <laughs> oh, I mean, I do watch the show, but it's one thing to be like sitting at with my iPad and sitting here. Oh, I, room. I. I, I'm, I've made it known yeah, he, several times. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay.
4: Day one. <laughs> I do remember that episode now that I'm thinking. Maybe. Episodes. I mean, episodes. Plural. <laughs> Baby, one through 50. He didn't <laughs> say he, <laughs> he wanted to be married, child. Okay, okay, okay. For, I don't want to take over there. I'm, no, no, you're I'm fine. Trying you to, I'm trying to hold my. You're questions in the guest. Oh, no, you yes, can ask great. questions if
0: you want to. Um, For
4: me, Every time you say that
0: I get nervous. It's for me. I I tell people, for Rodney, not for the world. For me.
2: That means it's gonna be controversial. (laughs) (laughs) But
1: girl.
0: I I think you anyone who is about to be married, just like you try out sex. You try out living because some people have totally different oh, mm-hmm. living things. Like I, you have to wash the dishes. All of the dishes in the sink. I like a house in order. I'm very much structured, clean. When I come yeah. to somebody's house, whether it's a quickie or whatever, and you got shit everywhere, I, I feel like you're crazy.
2: I'm going to play I devil's advocate. I don't think you have to live with somebody to know that. Yeah, You right. just I mean, say it a quickie if you go to their house you who, see that. You
4: don't really know who you live with until you get to live with them you I was cuz I the mean you, there's a whole bunch of people that will clean up their house for guests I feel and like and if you're
2: dating somebody long enough and you're about to get married, you are gonna know what their habits are in their house. You definitely mm. know. On, I don't girl. think so.
1: I, are you you know, do check the bathtub. I don't think you are really know a person. That back. with <laughs> that clean? See, see what type of face wash. <laughs> you ain't never you, been in bed. Oh, baby, there are ways to find but out. But I, did, I, I
4: actually <laughs> very much agree with that because I think that that getting so deep into a relationship and not understanding how someone keeps a home, that can break the relationship. On its own, because I, because okay, because okay. that goes back to not feeling at home. Mm. Like I, we can, I. It can be a beautiful house. It can be perfect for me. But then, if you got your junky ass shit everywhere, then I'm just gonna feel not at ease. And I think, and so I
0: agree. Yeah, almost for that. We
4: finally agree okay, Yes, hallelujah. I, I mean, we've <laughs> agreed on several things. You don't know that, but we've agreed on several things. <laughs> Not well. So uh, let's
0: move on to the next topic <coughs> What are your views On open relationships in the gay community You feel like it's a cop out
1: Why everybody- Girl you got your lips
0: You did a whole
1: 360 um, I don't I um. I really believe If it works for you in your relationship It works for you Um. I feel like we have all these titles Top bottom verse and shit like that Where You know, if you and your partner have an understanding of why we're together and maybe you add somebody, you know, wherever you add them at, go for it. If it works for you, it works for you. Have you been in one? No, but I'm open to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I just, (laughs) yeah. So, my last relationships, like, I've always been, like, monogamous, but, like, now I'm just, like... I just don't think one man is enough for me. Like Could
0: you really handle that though, Marco? There's huh? no
1: one you Because you really You're a cancer that. too, baby. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you like, I can be like You're a cancer. hmm <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the same thing we said. <laughs> yeah. Um I just I just really feel like communication goes a long way and you just have to know what you want and how you like to be pleased emotionally and physically. I see your so man like, coming to the house
2: telling you this and you just go the fuck off. Mm-hmm. Oh, he no, leaves me
0: at three o'clock in the morning to go get some ass a dick. No, it don't work. No, That's the thing, no, what, see no. that's what that's it,
1: it is now well for me. This is why <laughs> Hold on I'm let just, you finish I, your point. <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish your point. It does not work like that. Like it really has to be a conversation. So like Say, so for example, it's Pride Weekend here in Atlanta. Um, Dating, not me, just hypothetically speaking, dating someone, oh, babe, you know, you want to go out and have a little fun this weekend. Okay. Every man for itself. Maybe we come back to the house, have a little conversation, whatever the case may be, and we good. Like, Baby, I'm going to push back and say Pride Weekend will be the weekend I would tell you absolutely fucking not. But if it's an open relationship, it doesn't matter. Like, communication is key. Yeah, what is and we're rules? communicating that it's pride and that we want to go out and be whole. But homes. he said no. What is the rules for? What if he said no? Yeah. Okay, then. So it's it's off the table.
0: So that doesn't make no sense to me. Like, you can't pick and choose when you want me to be open. Either we're open or we're not. But
1: communication is first. Open is not first. Well, nope. I feel I like they go hand in hand. No, no. I have For Friends, Marco, gay. communication is first and then open is second.
2: I have friends that are straight and gay that have been open relationships and everybody like has rules to their open Mm -hmm. relationships. They really do. (laughs) Like I have a female friend who is straight. She was open relationship and their thing was you can't hook up with the same person more than twice because if you're hooking up with them more than twice, you're starting to develop feelings. So I'm I like, agree with oh, that. okay, but then there are some people that it's just like, okay, you can hook up with them, but I don't want to know who it is. So there's like a lot of different things to. that go into rules. So it's like, <laughs> you can't really, if it's open, it's open. And you, like Marco said, communication is key, mm. but for me and my house, no. I don't
0: think I can I do it physically. It. Cause if I truly love you, can't even fuck about you. It would kill me knowing somebody just touched what's mine. However, common, I think I have a couple of people <laughs> That I know in relation relationships, and uh, y'all all for it, and then y'all have issues because this one talking to this one, this one doing this one, this one to come home at 5.06 06, it's 6 30, you blow up their phone. What's the fuck is the point?
1: But what if one of the rules is we only play together? That's still an open relationship. That
0: wasn't a rule.
1: No, I'm just saying, what if? How I'm to talking about
0: reason? what I know for what I. What oh, I,
1: from these people. From these well, parents. I have a question. Let's yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, I want to say, let's get out the specifics of that one. Oh, you're <laughs> right. You're right. right. You, this love is grill, you
2: love to grill people on the show, right I'm sorry. But, <laughs> but I, like... Question. you. So, you wouldn't have an open relationship. Would you participate in one? Have you been to somebody else's house that you know got a man? I would
0: say this. So, this is, <laughs> this is, this is a true fucking story. I knew this one guy slid in my DM. Mm-hmm. And I knew that he was in a relationship. I said, add your man to this thread and if he say okay I'm fucking with it. So communication is key. He never did it because I didn't mean he was cheating on his partner. I don't like that. Oh, we open, we open, we open. We're adding to the conversation. If he say cool
2: you so come over So the question right was, was have you participated in somebody else's open Not knowingly. So yes. Go yes or no. No. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Not knowingly, like
2: so. It's a yes, baby. Yeah, I say
0: can't yes. say yes because yes, you
2: can. You, just presi- just say Solomon, yes. just say have yes. you participated in open relationship? Well, can we go back to the first question? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's <laughs> rewind. So
1: would I? Pre-
3: would I have an open relationship? Um, I don't think I'm mature enough right now to say yes. Okay. Um, I. I don't uh, like this. Yeah, I think that it, uh, for what I'm looking for, I would definitely. Want to experience my partner by myself? Yeah. Um, if later down the line, maybe some years, we decided to open up the relationship, maybe. But again, yeah. rules. Now to your second question: Have I participated in an open relationship? Oh God, I feel like I'm drooling. Um,
2: Not you drooling, thinking about your participation. I know that's <laughs> right, girl. Good. I, I have knowingly. Knowingly, so you knew it was an open relationship, but you said
3: because do you knew too. Oh I did. Yes,
1: you did. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, um, excuse me, Jay that's right.
2: You picking up all this tea, but not spilling that. Where is your you, tea <laughs> at, sweetie?
4: Uh I have been in an open relationship. You've oh, been in one wait. and participated in one? Mm-hmm. Oh. Wait, so how
0: does it work in your household?
4: Uh we had rules and such as to, uh, I'll tell you, but to Marco's point, communication was quintessential. We it did not exist, but we got in day one knowing that it was an open relationship. So there used to be this club called the den. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, baby, we met at the den, and um, everybody turned their head. <laughs>
2: Can you tell the people what the den is? Okay, so the what the den, den was. <laughs> the
4: or what the den was. <laughs> <Reason> being, <laughs> I, honestly,
2: I, I'm not being shady, but we have openers that be like, y'all have too many inside jokes. Yeah, we do. And so, so the den
4: was <laughs> yeah. a sex club primarily for black men. Mm-hmm. And I had never experienced anything like it until I moved to Atlanta. But I became, I won't say that, but I, I will say that my ex and I met at the den. Mm-hmm. And... um. We started out as a hookup, and I knew we were not exclusive at that point. Mm-hmm. But then we made the decision to start dating. And what made it comfortable for me is that because we started from a place of non-monogamy, mm-hmm. we had, everything had to become a conversation. Like We had to figure out, well, what do you mean when you say this? Mm-hmm. What do you mean when you say, mm-hmm. don't tell me about it? What do you mean when you say... Uh, I don't like this person or I want to know who you having sex with or I don't want to know. Like all these things have to be defined specifically for us. And so I appreciated that because I had a lot more conversation with him about our relationship and what was on limits and off limits than I had with anybody else. And the fun fact is this open relationship, we were together for two years and neither of us had sex with anybody else although we knew that we could mm. the openness came from we had a lot of conversations that monogamous couples just don't have like what kind of men do you like aside from me what do you is there something sexually that I don't do is there something sexual I could do so you don't have to go look anywhere like we had we asked each other all of these questions in a way that allowed us to be like okay well I can do that if you want me to do you want to get tied up sure let's try it do you want to do this wear some
1: lace panties
4: right panties or you know fucking outside or all these different (laughs) Mm -hmm. things we fight we understood each other's kinks we understood each other's (laughs) fetishes (laughs) we understood everything about it to where we didn't need to go Mm -hmm. anywhere it wasn't that we couldn't it was off limits it's just we had a rapport between the two of us where we didn't need to
2: Mm. I think that's interesting because I don't remember what the theory is called I can't call it off the top of my head but essentially it says like we only break rules because there's rules there and if mm. there aren't rules and if they're removed you don't break them mm. so it now, seems like since you guys did like you guys broke that like fourth wall about it you just said it was two yeah. years and it was it was open but you didn't go nowhere because you broke the fourth wall
4: but the interesting so, thing is we had some very hard rules like mm. we could not fuck in our in our friend circle we did not even look at friends. Mm. In that way, even if it was his know. friends or mine, I couldn't have say I couldn't even approach his friends for anything like that. Or I mine. think that's important. so. That was a so that's we did have, have important. We did have certain rules that we could not break. <laughs> but but the gotcha is when if he told me because this actually happened if he told me I. I'm, I got eyes for this person. Because that was my rule. If you want to fuck somebody, just let me know first. Mm-hmm. And give me the right of refusal. I never had to refuse. But he said, I like this person. And I would be like, well, what do you like about him? And why do you want to fuck him? And and all of this. And we we held each other accountable to have enough of a conversation where we understood where we were coming from. And if he said, well, because his dick is bigger than mine, great, go, hey, go in and let have. But if he said it's because you know, he makes me feel this way or he whatever, then we could figure out if there was a way for us to fix our relationship to meet that need or is it something you got to go somewhere else for?
2: So basically you could, I don't, for lack of a better term, you could recreate what he was actually fantasizing about this boy if it was possible.
4: If it emphasis on fantasize because i because one thing we were clear on is we're not gonna change who we are right like can't. if you want a masculine man somebody super butch i can't be that i can play that but i ain't gonna i ain't gonna butch it up role is fun role play is fun mm-hmm. but if it, but i we had to ask i had to because masculinity is a thing that i just don't have a lot of so well, like we had to figure out like do you want a masculine fantasy or do you want me to be more masculine yeah those are two different topics oh, so like communication that. is key i like
2: it you better. But,
4: but again all of this was called an open relationship even though we didn't act on it but what that allowed us to do is ask all these questions that i've never these are conversations i've never had in anything i've ever been monogamous in And Mm -hmm. that is the one thing that I latch on to. And the funny thing is, since then, every time I say I would love and I explain it just the same way, everybody's like, nope, I'm good. Because they want traditional monogamy. They don't want any of this kind of communication. They don't want to even broach these topics because they're so married to the idea of monogamy they have in their head. Mm -hmm. And I ain't ain't with that.
2: So I don't, before we go forward, I know we got other questions. I think the problem with, for lack of a better term, the problem that happens with most couples is like people start monogamous and then they try to go open. Mm-hmm. There you I think go. That's where it fucks up. There you go. Because it's like monogamous, and then one person's like, well, boo. Like, I need some different booty or I need some different dick to sit mm-hmm. on. And the other person's like, well, I don't want you to do that. And then it's like, okay, now we have a button of heads. And now you're seeing one person is an open relationship and another person's not.
4: Or they try to use open relationship to fix some other problem. Other issue. Mm-hmm. And instead of just dealing with the other issue. And I think that I don't think oh, I don't think opening a relationship is ever a solution to anything. Mm-hmm. I think that if you got some fucked up shit in the, some skeletons in the closet, clean out the fucking closet. Let's yeah, yeah. not open a new door. Let's go deal with the closet.
2: Before we go on last thing, I'm gonna get toe up for this. Please stop making these open relationships when y'all be the same sexual preference. It don't work.
4: Like it's two two annoying where
2: it'd be like two tops and be like, oh, we're just going to invite bottoms every time. It does not work. Tear me up. I don't care. That's but, terrible. Uh, oh. So you're about to say you've been in an open relationship. Is that what you're going to say? No.
1: That's not oh, okay. what I'm going to say. I was making sure because you're saying work, well. Because you might be emotionally attached to this individual that has a sexual preference as a top or bottom or verse. So now you got to
2: invite a bottom in every single time y'all want to have sex.
1: Not, that's too I much mean, for me. <laughs> every single time because y'all strict tops. Remember, boo. Yeah, but communication is key. You're going to know that at the beginning. So you're a sword fighter. He's versatile. I'm, yes.
4: Well, like, say, no, I'm what saying, what saying like if you're know, like
1: 100 a top at the top and you always got invited I Have an emotional connection with this person. Why can't if we have a emotional connection oh, with each other? Yeah, right. You see it already. Why can't we go out and find a bottom together, play with them, and then send them? And out.
2: then find another one the next time you want to have sex,
1: or find make one. that person our boyfriend. So, so that now you have like open a relationship. like a very versatile perspective yeah. though.
4: Like you why, you does it, why that, doesn't it make you can sense? think that way because when you actually get to a bedroom, you got options. Hello. But if you're you thinking are, about if that. You're if you're you were 100 percent top, top or like
2: nobody's touching my booty, booty hole or nobody's touching my dingling. Like cause there are people like that. Child.
1: I mean
4: I don't Maybe. think I, I don't, I don't know. Think emotions are ever big enough to 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 overshadow the sexual desires of a partner. I'm I don't, I think emotions are important. I think sex is important, but I don't think one of those is ever big enough to to compensate. Because these up.
2: niggas have. I sex got a good example, Mr. Bowden oh
4: and Feds.
2: Oh my God! <laughs> Next <laughs> question,
4: <laughs> Tamika, for you not get what you need from me. <laughs>
0: they were two tops. They got a relationship. Mm-hmm fucking bottles down and they broke up because they couldn't handle it.
2: Um, Allegedly, there was a video of one of them that was getting pounded down on Twitter, so I don't think they were both through top, but (laughs) maybe don't quote me. I don't want to get sued. Allegedly. Oh, girl. Allegedly. Send me the link. (laughs) (laughs) I want to watch too. Allegedly, one person was on Twitter upset because somebody released the footage.
4: Yeah, but for allegedly, research, for a research purpose, put in the group chat. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so do y'all have any questions from y'all openers? Because that came from you who sent me those directly.
1: Maybe let me get... <laughs> I'll check my palm. Pilot.
4: Somebody wants to know if Marco wears panties, right?
1: I do. I like lace, a little uh, leather, <laughs> a little sheer. But he, he said that on. He I said, said that before. It. I do. I so the thing about underwear. So I have like I love underwear. I'm always like. What kind these... of underwear are you wear now? Oh damn! I actually, what do I got on today? Um, you like a speedo type? No, cause I, I like look, a speedo. It's like, girl, you know, know what kind of panties type. you got on? <laughs> mm. So, um, but then they also got like the thin stripe around the hips. Um, but yeah, I just love underwear. I think that shit for y'all underwear. Y'all skinny girls, hmm? y'all skinny girls can pull that off.
4: I don't know. I, I, I got love too, underwear. I, got I think too much underwear. Belly for that.
0: <laughs> so you know what you know what? Let's let's take it to a more political stance. How do y'all feel like gay rights will be in the next twenty years, going in the direction we are in? And what does that mean That's to you having big gay big rights? Question.
2: Hmm. I will say if um everyone does not wake up, no one's gonna have any rights, to be very honest. Mm-hmm. Um Prior to working in consulting, I worked in politics, and one of my mentors always told me, if you didn't have a seat at the table with your voice, you were on the table, Mm. which means you were being ate. You were the meal. Mm. So what um, I think we're realizing now is a lot of people are realizing they're on the table, so they're trying to get a seat, and instead of saying, let's just bring more seats to the table, we're fighting over seats. So we have, I hate to use this example, but we have um, a lot of black folks stand up for taking gay rights like gay being gay ain't right but they fail to realize like okay you're taking sure take my gay seat but next a white person is going to take your seat and then you're going to be on the table so i think we're if we don't all wake up we're not going to be in a a predicament where we can actually have rights because first they're going to take gay rights then it's going to go to possibly black rights then women's rights and then everybody's rights like mm-hmm. It's it's a bad cycle that's happening if people don't wake up.
4: But people are taking women's rights yeah, it's as sad. we speak.
2: They're taking gay rights as we speak, too. And a-
4: agreed. I, I, I think that all of those, and black, affirmative action, uh, abortion, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and gay marriage apparently is on the docket. So all of those things are happening in concert, which is the unfortunate part.
3: But I think that's because we are putting them in boxes, we're compartmentalizing them. But when we realize that, gay rights is black rights. Women rights is black rights. When we realize, cause you have black gay women. You have black gay men. You have-
4: it's five of them mm-hmm.
0: I'm straight. <laughs> Girl, forget so
4: your straight till they get hot. Hey, a meatball.
0: <laughs> the balls. Yeah, but,
4: <laughs> but the thing is, like... Everything was so nice. You know, we, we have, like,
3: especially when I look at the black community, right? You know, you have... Um, you have straight individuals who are against black gay males. You have straight individuals who are against trans. You have um, straight individuals who are against, you know, whatever. And so the thing is, is, like, we have to look at... An individual experience as a collective experience and so when we are able to do that then we can actually come to the table with information right and we can actually come to the table and also advocate for other seats because it's not just my seat my seat is not the only important seat I have to be concerned about your seat too
2: can you say the kingdom quote
3: Oh, um, so I don't remember where I got it from. I think I saw it on Twitter when I was scrolling for other stuff. But. um, Wow. (laughs) What? But um, (laughs) the individual said that, you know. It needs to. Yes. The individual said um, that, you know, you can't be the king of the kingdom. You can't be the queen of the kingdom and not advocate or not protect everybody in your kingdom. Mm. And so um, when I think about politics, when I think about gay rights, in the future um, I think about like how I show up right and I, I have to think about like all the people around me who are affected by gay rights because I could be a gay parent right one day and then my child be straight. I can be a parent one day to a female. so I have to think about everybody in in the circle that's
4: but I think that's the def I was told long time ago that that is the definition of stigma stigma is when you think that something can't happen to you right that i i I am a parent and i'm going to advocate against transgender rights not knowing that one day i could have a trans kid mm-hmm. or i'm gonna i'm gonna be homophobic not knowing that you know i got a homophobic brother or cousin i got a cousin i used to draw call a f- everybody a faggot but until he realized oh here you go, my cousin. I love you, but you ain't like them. Yes, nigga, I am. I'm one of the. I'm one of the girls. Unique.
3: But you know, I can't remember which politician it was. It was a white, older male, and he advoc- He was against gay rights. He, he voted against gay rights, but then he showed up at his gay son's wedding. And John there, McCain. I can't remember. I don't think it was John McCain, but it could have been. John McCain got a gay, gay. But it. But there was so much backlash. But then I was thinking about it. I was like. As a parent, I don't care what your politics are, like, and uh, I think about like if I were to partner with someone, I don't care what your politics. Well, I do care what your politics are, but if we have a kid and you don't support our kid, we're done. We're absolutely done.
0: That's true.
3: And so, like, I also think about value systems, and so like your 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 politics could be here, but your family could be here, Mm. and so it really just depends on where you place your level of importance.
2: And people fear the unknown until it happens to them. Then, it, when it happens to them, they realize they have to like, okay, I have to learn about this. Mm-hmm. I have to figure this out. I have to know more about it. Absolutely, and
0: that's true. That's one thing I do like when you when we have conversations. Like, why are you speaking about something you don't know about? You not experiencing? We have people every day in politics are speaking on people they have no connection with, making laws mm-hmm. they have no connection with. And I love how you both said, "Bring like, set up, fight, bring a new charity to the table." I think. Even corporations, you should have everyone who is a C, uh, what you call that person at the table? C suite. You had a CEO, you had a board. Board. You have board members that represent every part, somebody in your company. How can you have board people, white people, they, don't, and they speak for everyone? That doesn't make any sense to me.
4: That's how that, government that's should it. be, too. Like, But the flip side of that is we don't have a lot of representative people that are running and winning. Because mm. we have had many LGBT candidates across the country that just don't win because of several whole systemically racist practices yeah. against us. Gerrymandering, redlining, all those things. And so it, it, the hard part about the table is that Getting a seat at the table is so tremendously difficult for marginalized people mm. that that it's as, as well-intentioned as we are, we sunk the, the, the deck is stacked against us in so many different ways in ways that we don't even realize is stacked against us. And that's the fucked up part because that goes back to racism and segregation and slavery and all the all the things. Because the white people, Republicans and Democrats back in the period of enslavement, they've been working on the same game plan for like 200 years of keeping white people in power. Four. Four hundred years. Keeping white people in power. And, and the, the minority voice has been fractured among all these different uh, motivations that we haven't unified like white people have. White people, you know, John McCain, uh, Mitt Romney. What's the man who just had a stroke on the thing? The old white man.
0: Senator McCall. What's his name? He from Tennessee. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about. I can't think of his name. He the the oldest
3: white man in there.
0: there He was silent. Yeah,
3: the only thing I can now hear in my head is McCall.
4: It's it's yeah,
1: I know what I'm talking about yeah, but, yeah.
4: but they are working on the same playbook, the same end result for generations. And I think that we gotta have a big enough goal in mind for our people that we can work on a big goal for generations the same way. We would start redlining the shit out of them and if we had that. But that's I will
0: it. say this though. I wanna make sure because it was some good YT people. Who try to help black people? I want. I want to acknowledge that I do, because we wouldn't have got where we are by ourselves because we didn't know what was going on. You got some good people Absolutely. out there, so I think what's happening now folks. that we need to band together with the good white folks and get our majority up. Because, uh, but also
4: <laughs> I think even for me, just before that, we need to band together with us, like. This conversation is a perfect example of how people will let a small disagreement turn into a, a, a grand canyon of difference. Mm. And I think that, that as a culture of minority, marginalized people, we got to find some common ground that can, that can align us against a common enemy, as this conversation has.
2: I will add, I think the first thing we have to address is where we spend our money. Um, a lot of black folk don't understand the power of a dollar. There's a like there's stats that's like in the Jewish community community, like the dollar hits their community like seven times before it exits or something. In a black community, they say it hits it like one time, then it exits. So it's like we don't understand the power of our dollar. Once we like move our dollars to like match what we're saying and hit people in their pockets, these white people in their pockets or whoever we're wanting to stick it to at that point, um, we'll we'll probably band together. But until then, and stop fighting each other about dumb shit. It's gonna be a long, 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 long journey.
3: And I don't stick even it think it. it has to be a matter of sticking it to somebody. Stick it. I think it, I really think we it's we just a matter of supporting. To. We
4: gotta stick. No, Lou. To. I
2: think.
3: It, well, I think it's just stick a matter of supporting 20%. because, like, even this weekend, I was at Atlantic Station, right, and I was walking through the little vendors. It was hot as hell.
1: Did you stick it to him? <laughs> he likes to get stuck. Or was it sticking to you? Was it sticking to? E stretch all of the above um, but, <laughs> so I saw
4: this
3: this young vendor um high schooler and he was selling these shirts I mean these uh, hats but he also had shirts and hoodies and it says love yourself and oh, yeah I didn't see that well yeah because okay. it was backwards I mean, um, but it was <laughs> well I'm sorry I didn't mean to be was, like that I mean that was a but, little fast but <laughs> but um, just the idea you have this, this kid coming out of high school and he's starting a brand and it wasn't about sticking it to anybody. It was just a matter of like, I want to support this young black person, right? Um, and then there were other vendors out there who I was like, I just want to support them. And I you think know. if we have an interest in supporting Say what? <laughs> I think if we actually have an interest in supporting people, especially um people who look like us, I think that goes a lot further.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, guys. Cause we will talk all night baby Yo it's coming This is gonna be good We might have to do a panel In the future Ooh, You know something Working on nice. I got something Maybe
2: working. a live show <laughs> Something
0: working in the future Sell, sell out you in know, the ATL <laughs> <laughs> um, But we can't We would not be Where we are today For season two Without our great producer <laughs> Gio, So I want to make sure that we give Gio and yeah, Mega to
1: Gio. Atlanta
0: Studios.
2: Camera, I would turn the camera, but I ain't part of production yeah. team, Chad. So
0: like, I mean, if you're if you're That's looking for a, a point studio point. home, a podcast home, i would recommend in this place ten out of ten. Like he's very professional and he gets shit done, and I can't take that for thank you, Gio.
2: But if you want his contact information, you gotta tell him.
0: <laughs> get you. You gotta pay for my Okay. <laughs> you see the place. Wait, get the place, baby. Oh. <laughs> Here we go, baby. <laughs> it jangles. Let <laughs> oh. Solomon take us. out
3: All right. Uh, thank you, openers, for watching us and coming and joining the five of us as we swallow hard topics and spit difference of opinions. Bye and
0: guys.
4: Episode. Stick it <laughs> to <it> me. <laughs>